Welcome everyone. Live from CIC Melton in Melton, Australia, you're listening to Melton Live on Live FM. My name is Alana and my co-hosts today are Ace, Lou, Alana, Sapphire and Jordan. And today our special guest is Melissa O'Neill, the Community Awareness Officer from Headspace. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Uh, so first question, tell us about the work that you do in mental health with Headspace. Yeah, so Headspace is a youth mental health organisation. So we work with young people between the ages of 12 to 25 um, who are experiencing mental health challenges. Um, we have clinicians like counsellors. We also run groups like a music group, an art group. Um, and my role specifically as community awareness officer means that I get to work with young people in kind of non-clinical ways. So coming out and doing things like this, running workshops in schools, running groups. Um, and I work with our youth advocacy group as well, which is a group of young volunteers um, and basically doing things that can connect the community with our centre and what we do. That's lovely. Um, Alanis, do you want to take the next question? Sure. What are the most prominent forms of mental health issues in young people these days, Melissa? Yeah, so obviously there's lots of different things that uh, incorporate part of our, our mental health and, and part of that is our, our mental health challenges that we might go through. And um, I guess because of COVID-19, we've seen a big rise in, um, in social anxiety. So that's a really big one that is super prominent at the moment in young people that we've noticed, not just at Headspace, um, but across the sector, seeing a lot of young people experiencing social anxiety. Um, and I guess for Headspace, we really focus on the prevention and early intervention kind of stage of mental health. So a lot of young people who come to see us are um, having feelings of sadness. They might be having feelings of depression or anxiety. So those are kind of the most prominent um, things that uh, we see at, at the centre. But COVID-19 has definitely seen um, yeah, a big rise of social anxiety in young people. Yeah. Thanks. Hi. Uh, so I have a question. What are the most prominent causes of mental health issues in teenagers today? Yeah, I think um, when we're talking about mental health, it's really important to note that it, it is different for every individual. Um, and of course, there are going to be shared experiences. But I guess the, the things that affect our mental health and might cause mental health challenges are going to are going to range from individual to individual individual. And that might be um you know, environmental factors, social factors, or kind of more internal kind of stuff as well. Um, but it's really important to note the difference, I guess, between mental health um, versus mental illness and going through mental health challenges and having those kind of feelings of um, sadness or anxiety um, that are, are normal and kind of um, respond to like um, normal day-to-day -day challenges. Um, that can be anything from stress to, you know, maybe moving house, a change in your environment, um, or it can be more more severe and kind of cause those more prominent mental health um, challenges. But um, it's really important, I guess, to to be aware of your yourself um, and, and your kind of baseline um, when you're thinking about um, what might be affecting your mental health. Yeah. Um, Melissa, what is the difference between mental health and mental illness? So when we talk about mental health, we're basically talking about a state of well-being that um, allows us to live our kind of best lives, if you will. Um, and when we're talking about mental illness, we're talking about a kind of prolonged experience of um, either sadness, depression, anxiety, or it might be something that's more like psychosis or um, some other sort of um kind of more complex um, mental health um, issue. Um, so yeah, mental health is really a part of 
all of our emotions from happiness um, and, you know, calmness to maybe anxiety or stress as well. So really important to incorporate those kind of more positive traits when we're talking about mental health as well um, and, and kind of be aware that, that that is a part of our mental health just as much as challenges can be too. Um, what would be the biggest challenge you face um, experience? What would be the biggest challenge you experience in working in mental health? Yeah, I think something that is a big challenge across the sector at the moment is um, a, a big lack of workforce. Um, mm-hmm. We are seeing uh, a big need for mental health support at the moment and uh, our workforce at the moment isn't kind of strong enough to maybe respond to that in the way that I know we would like to. Um, so that can be really challenging when you are working in a really strained um, workforce to to know that you are kind of doing your best and, and it's still, you know, such a high need for mental health support. Um, that can be really challenging. Um, but, you know, everyone who does work within this space is is working really, really hard and they really believe in what we're doing. Um, so that can that can kind of help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the most rewarding thing about working in mental health? Sorry, could you repeat? Uh, what's the most rewarding thing about working in mental health? Yeah, um, I think one of the most rewarding things about working in mental health is being able to see young people really come into who they are um, and maybe come in with some nervousness or uncertainty or insecurity and to be able to kind of build that confidence and work through a challenge um, or even just start to feel comfortable in their space and being able to see them kind of flourish um, in who they are individually is really, it's really, really rewarding. And to be able to see kind of social connections being built as well, which is a cool part of what Headspace does, um, that we kind of work in groups as well as individually. So being able to see those connections made is, is really great. How big are the mental health issues in the teenage populations and have the issues um, gotten worse through the, uh, the years? Yeah, I think this is an interesting question because um, obviously COVID-19 has had a really, really big impact on all of our mental health. And for young people, um, we know that it's had uh, a big impact on the mental health of of young people as a whole as well. And we know that it's something that's really important to young people. I think um, in the most recent community plannings that Melton LGA has done and and Murrubal Shire as well, it has been one of the top three um, kind of identified issues that young people care about. Um, So it's definitely something that we know is prominent in the minds of young people, is affecting young people and young people want it to be addressed. So we know it's really, really important. we can't, I guess, um, you know, talk about mental health nowadays without talking about COVID-19 and um, transitioning to online learning, kind of going through periods of isolation through lockdowns has had an impact on, on, on people's mental health and especially young people's mental health. Um, so I guess in response to that, you know, there have been new challenges that young people are, are experiencing. Um, and yeah, we know that it's, it's something that's really important to young people right now. So um, it's definitely a really prominent issue, um, yeah, for teenagers at the moment. Uh, what role do you think social media plays in mental health in young people in particular and why? Yeah, I think social media is a really, really important one to talk about. And it's important for me to be... Um, pretty nuanced when we're talking about this as well. Um, You know, social media is something that affects our brains in a really unique way Um, and it can leave us with feelings of, you know, really um, 
really intense happiness and really intense kind of validation. And it can leave us feeling really unbalanced. And that might mean that, um, you know, after a prolonged use of social media, we might be feeling the kind of the opposite of that as well. Um, and so I guess it's really important to talk about the, the realities of that and the realities of, of what, um, the kind of algorithms that we're working with do, do to our brains. Um, and at the same time, it's something that's a really amazing tool to be able to connect with other people. And it's brought a lot of, um, I guess, marginalized communities together as well. Um, so there are a lot of benefits to it. And I think it's something that we, um, you know, it's not going away. So talking about how we can use it in a healthy way, how we can kind of manage um, the, you know, the accounts that we follow and the way that it's making us feel um, and being really self-aware of that is, um, is super important when we're talking about social media. Yeah. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Melton Live on Live FM, live from CRC Melton in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Alana and my co-hosts are Lou, Alana, Sapphire and Jordan. And today our guest is Melissa O'Neill, the Community Awareness Officer from Headspace. So Alana, do you want to take the next question? So, Melissa, what are some signs that a young person might be experiencing mental health issues? Yeah, I think this is super important to talk about because sometimes it can be a little bit more challenging to notice when someone might be going through a mental health challenge. You know, if we hurt ourselves physically, that can be a lot more obvious um, in terms of being able to notice that. And sometimes our mental health can be a bit trickier. Um, so I guess what we talk about is our feelings, our thoughts and our behaviours and that these things are all connected. So if we're having negative thoughts or feelings they're going to affect each other and that's eventually going to come out in our behaviors as well and our behaviors can also affect our thoughts and our feelings too so a good one to look out for is change in behavior of people around us um if you know one of your friends has started um coming out a lot more and maybe doing more risk-taking things or if they've stopped coming out altogether, um, if they're posting a lot more or a lot less on social media or maybe the content that they're posting is a little bit worrying. Um, maybe they've kind of saying things like they're not sleeping well, they're not feeling good about themselves, you know, things feel really hard. Um, those are all really good things um, to, to look out for in terms of our friends' behaviour and the language that they're using to talk about themselves and about the things they're experiencing. Um, and, and we can kind of use those things as invitations, I guess, to, um, to ask how they're doing um, and, and doing that in a way that they feel safe in a space to, to open up to us about that and being able to support them in that way. Um, so yeah, looking out for behaviors and language and, and using those as invitations to check in. Yeah. So Melissa, if a person suspects that a friend or someone they know has a mental health issue, how best can they help and support them? Yeah. So I guess we talked about it a little bit, um, just now, but I think, um, it's always a really good idea to check in with yourself before offering mental health support because you never really know what's going to come up. Um, so checking in with yourself to make sure that you're in a good headspace is really important. Of course, you can't take care of others before you take care of yourself and um, ensuring that you can offer um, support and kind of follow through with that support is really, really important. Um, once you've kind of noticed that maybe something's a bit off with a friend um, and you, you feel like you're, you're in a good space to check in with them, it's always a good idea, I guess, to choose the right time and the right place. So maybe not when, you know, lots of people are looking or it's really busy or, or maybe that actually is helpful for your friend, um, you know, to have some distractions so that they feel um, less kind of on the spot. So it's really about um, checking in with your friend in a way that you feel is best 
for them, you know, um, most likely if it's someone that, you know, you'll kind of have an idea of what works for them. Um, but yeah, finding a time where maybe there's, um, there's a space that feels really safe for them. Um, and then really hearing what they have to say, if anything's really concerning, always check in with a trusted adult school wellbeing or, um, someone else that you trust, you can give headspace a call if you would like some support there as well. Um, and then it's a great idea as well to kind of follow up as well. Um, whether you see that friend regularly, if it's someone maybe you don't see as much checking in in a couple of days or a week to say, you know, how are you feeling after that chat? Thank you for sharing. Um, and yeah, kind of validating their experience opening up. Yeah. Uh, Lou, do you want to take the next question? Um, which one's the next one? Uh, ten. What advice would you give to any young person who might suspect that? What advice would person who? Um, so can I start again? Yeah. What advice can you give to any young person who might suspect that they might be experiencing anxiety or depression? Yeah, I would say um, that that's totally okay and totally valid. Um, like I said, you know we respond to things in our lives in, um, you know, lots of different ways and feeling stressed or feeling sad or feeling anxious is a totally normal response. It's a totally valid response. Um, you know, you're going through school at the moment. So assignments, exams, you know, um, socializing in different ways that you haven't before. These are all kind of things that can cause us stress and, um, being aware that that can happen in, I guess, positive and negative ways, um, is, is really important. Um, I think if you feel like you've been feeling sad or stressed or anxious for a period of time that is kind of prolonged, you know, more than a couple of weeks, um, it's definitely a good idea to reach out, whether that's to a friend, um, a trusted adult, Headspace, um, a helpline. It's always great to just find someone to have a chat with and kind of talk through and then maybe you can kind of pinpoint a bit more what it is that might be um, stressing you out or making you feel low. Um and I think knowing that, yeah, it, you're not alone. Um, this is this is stuff that a lot of people experience. Um, and at the same time, what works for one person might not work for you. So um, there are things that can help and that might look different for you than it does for your best mate or for your family member. But that doesn't mean that there's nothing that will help. And um, there's definitely people out there like Headspace who can help you figure out what that might be for you. Um. What problems might spark a mental health problem in young people these days? Yeah, I think stress is a really big one, um, especially because, you know, when we're going through, um, you know, our, our younger years, um, we're going through a lot of transition, um, you know, changing environments a lot, going through um, kind of big decisions um, as we're kind of growing and meeting new people and, like I said, studying different things um, and and lots of different things can come up for us individually as well, whether that be in our home environment um, or, you know, other things that might be going on in our lives. Um, so stress is a really big one that sometimes it comes up either in a, in a situation where we might be expecting it, maybe we know an exam is coming up and we kind of know, oh, that's going to be a stressful period or it might come up unexpectedly as well. Um, and I think the way that we respond to stress can really affect our mental health more long-term. So having a bit of an idea about what works for you in terms of things like self-care, 
um, you know, strategies that you can use to manage stress are really, really important. Um, like I said, Headspace works in uh, prevention and early intervention. And so we really advocate for being able to address that kind of stress and those feelings of sadness or anxiety really early so that we can kind of, um, you know, get, get a hold of it and, and figure out what we can do to um, maybe make it uh, not as extreme as it might become if we were to leave it, um, yeah, un, un, um, unaddressed. Yeah. What strategy, strategies do you use to help people? At Headspace? Yeah. yeah. So we have a lot of different strategies at Headspace and I guess our model really um, – we focus on a kind of social model as well as, um, you know, a, a psychology kind of based model too. So we um, have counselling. So that's kind of one-to-one individual therapy. Um, we also have at the moment music therapy and art therapy. So that's kind of using music and art in ways that um, can relieve stress and also explore issues that we might be experiencing. Um, we also offer groups as well. So that kind of provides an opportunity to talk about mental health-based issues um, in a more social way, um, to connect with others and kind of promote that social connection. Um, and we also have something called peer work. So that's being able to talk to a young person who has been through mental health challenges um, and being able to use their experience to promote hope and kind of um, some things that may have worked for them um, in in working through what you might be going through as well and kind of just connecting with a peer who kind of gets it uh, a little bit more. Yeah. What do you do when like someone doesn't know how to cope well? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in that situation, you know, that's again, really, really normal. We're all kind of constantly figuring out what works for us and what doesn't. Um, you know, I'm still doing that as well. Um, lots of people are and we we kind of will be through life. Um, and I guess the more that we try, the more we know what works and what doesn't work. And there are lots of different strategies that you can employ, whether that's something as simple as you know, if you feel like you're getting a little bit anxious, maybe you're noticing that your heart rate's increasing or you're getting a bit hot going outside for a walk, turning on a song that makes you feel really good. It can be really simple things like that. Um, or it can be a lot more structured, you know, making sure that you um, put regular breaks into your time studying or looking at your week and saying, I've really overcommitted this week. I'm feeling a bit burnt out. What can I do um, to prevent myself kind of getting to that really stressful place? So being able to talk to someone and, you know, if you're feeling really overwhelmed, like you're just feeling like nothing's working, I would really recommend reaching out to Headspace or to a helpline or another service um, to be able to talk through some strategies with someone. Um, because like I said, there are so many different things that work for so many different people. Um, and the more that we can kind of talk about those things um, and the more people we can kind of chat to, the more strategies we can, can explore and, and figure out what really does work for us. Uh, how can people contact Headspace if they want someone to talk to? Yeah, so if you want to talk to someone at Headspace Melton, you can give us a call. Our phone number is 03-8065-5600. Um, and you can either call yourself as a young person and say, I'd love to chat to someone. How does how does that work? Um, you can call if you're concerned about a friend and you'd like to refer them. Or um, if you know, um, you're know you an adult or a carer, you can call to refer someone else as well. So you don't have to go to a G first you can come straight to us um, you can also drop into headspace so we are down by the train station in melton south where the coles is
is, you can always just drop in. We do recommend um, getting an appointment first, but if you are in the area and you feel like you just would love to, to, to um, see if there's someone available to chat, you're more than welcome to, to come in. Um, you can follow us on social media or on Instagram um, and you can also uh, come along to some of our groups as well. So I've seen a few posters up around the school, which I love, but if you go to our website, which is headspace.org.au forward slash Melton, um, we've got a couple of groups, like I said, music, we've got art um, and mental health masterclasses as well. So um, you can check that out online as well. Uh, well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being here. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today. Um, live from CRC Melton in Melbourne, Australia, you've been listening to Melton Live on Live FM. My name is Alana and my co-hosts today were Lou, Alana, Sapphire and Jordan. Thank you for joining us. We hope you have found the information useful today. Until next time. Have- <laughs>